This is Mr. Day, and this is the Russian Revolution podcast serial from the freshman class of 2023. Boys, gentlemen, welcome to the official ninth episode of the Russian Revolution podcasts. I'm your host, ZK. <laughs> And today's podcast is sponsored generously by our good friend Snoop Dogg. Today, I am joined by two experts who are well known for their research uh, on the central topic of today's pod, February Rush Revolution. Now, can I introduce Cheng Hun and Xi'an? Ah, thank you. Thank you. Okay, hi, it's great to be here. I like pods, you know. I take them every morning. Yeah, totally, you know. In fact, I'm wearing my yeah. AirPods right now. <laughs> Okay. No problem. Very excited for today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the pod. Anyways, can you tell me more about the February Revolution that happened decades ago? Sure, sure. Why don't you talk about that, Xi'an? Okay. So, the February Revolution began originally as a peaceful Women's Day demonstration. Ah, I see. Alright, Cheng Hun, can you tell us about the background of this revolution? Okay, so by the beginning of 1917, the people had generally lost faith and their sovereign's ability to handle the crisis. The price of bread had already multiplied over 10 times. In February, further bread rationing was declared by the authorities. Go on, Xi'an. Okay, so more about the, uh, the February, February Revolution. On March 8, 1917, International Women's Day demonstrations were held. Women came to the streets to protest against food, food shortage, and they were joined by the workers of nearby plants, most notably the Pulov. And uh, let, let's talk about how did the people react to this? Oh, well, it was a disaster. People shouted, Bread! and down with the war and refused to leave the streets. By the next day, 200,000 protesters had marched on the streets and by March 10th, which was the 25th of February because of the 13-day delay, nearly all enterprises in Petrograd were shut down. SHUT DOWN I TELL YOU! The second was out of town at the Mogilev military headquarters in Belarus, Russia. The chairman of Duma, Mikhail Rodziango, sent him a telegraph, as I quote, Serious situations in the capital, where anarchy reigned. General discontent was increasing. In the streets, uninterrupted firing and one part of the troops is firing the other, end quote. Nicholas II did not even respond. Having ignored the news from Petrograd for many days, the Tsar finally ordered the streets to be cleared by rifle fire. Many of the soldiers of the Petrograd army garrison sympathized with the public and refused to shoot. Mutiny spread among soldiers who then joined the protesters. By March 12th, the capital Petrograd was completely controlled by revolutionaries. All in all, around 1,300 people were killed in riots. Damn! What about Nicholas II's abdication? Well, in my minutes of research, I found out that once Nicholas II finally decided to return, 
His imperial train was not even allowed by the revolutionaries to enter the capital. But Tudor was cut off from the rest of the world in the middle of nowhere, and the Duma presented him with an ultimatum to resign. Okay, and 9 out of 10 of the Tsar's generals sent him telegrams in which they strongly recommended abdications. It is debated that the Duma and the Russian military elites might have made some sort of agreement prior to these events to convince the Tsar to step down. Okay, uh, go on. Finally, on March 15, 1917, which is actual on March 2nd, Nicholas II abdicated. He also did that in the same name of his son, Alexei. His brother, Grand Duke Mikhail Alex Alexandrovich, also refused the throne. After 304 years of Romanov, dynasty had come to an end. Well, that was certainly an interesting episode, don't you think, listeners? Anyways, thank you for joining us, uh, Changhun and <coughs> Xi'an. It was, it was a blast having you guys here for the last three minutes. Um, <coughs> anyways... To our fellow potters, uh, thank you for listening and stay smoky. Peace. Thank you for listening. 